0: This podcast was created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Booty and the Binge. My name is Jinu, and with me I have my best
1: Judy Adi. Hey, hi Adi. Hello everyone, how are you doing? Good, good, very good. How are you? I'm good as well. I'm a little sweaty right now because of the, the heat in Mumbai, but everything is fine otherwise, yes. Same here, same here. I,
0: I think October hit has already begun. So yeah. we are all getting baked, uh,
1: not in a good way, you know, inside mm-hmm. our houses right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot going on. Um, The city is finally opening up. So people have finally started stepping out and like pubs are bustling and schools are reopening. So let's just say that a lot of life is back on track. Makes me glad. But at the same time, um, you know, I I really liked the streets open just to me, and you know me figuring mm-hmm. out tricky ways of.
0: And you go on the runs, right? You go on runs, so you yeah.
1: would have preferred people being inside their homes so that you can have the entire street for yourself. <laughs> exactly, like the road where I run has become so crowded, and everyone is trying to shed their uh, pandemic weight. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, just love yourself, love your body and give me some space. I really need to jog. But it's okay. I'm glad everyone's back. You know,
0: the weirdest part is I also have put on some pandemic weight but the only place I have gained weight is my tummy. So <laughs> I look like I'm two months pregnant already. Yeah, I also need to start working out but uh, oh my God, the life has been so hectic these days, I think. And I'm not somebody who is really uh, interested in working out as such so I really have to push myself yeah. and so I'm not very consistent with it. I really need like a gym buddy so that uh, I can make sure
1: I keep going back. <laughs> yeah, I think having a buddy and a partner especially for workouts really works because you're, that person becomes accountable, that person pushes you a lot. I had joined one gym in Pune, okay,
0: this was a while back. Uh, so I was going to this gym, I had a personal trainer. And I am not a very physically strong person as such. Uh, so I was not able to keep up with the kind of workouts that that guy was suggesting me. And as a personal trainer, actually, it should have been his responsibility to make sure he paces out my workouts in the way that I am able to sustain it. But he was really pushing, trying to push me hard. I don't know if that was good for me or bad for me. But at one point, I was just unable to follow through. And then... Um, I'm going to sound a bit sexist, maybe, when I say this, but uh, they changed my personal trainer because personal trainer himself requested uh, to be changed, and they assigned a female personal trainer to me. And I don't know why. Maybe it's uh, uh, maybe it's just the you know social upbringing of me, but I felt offended by that. Like they assigned a girl to train me because a guy felt uh, I was not too masculine. Uh, to get trained by him and it stays with me like whenever I'm in a gym I'm always thinking about that like that time when I couldn't follow through in a workout and that somehow made me look less masculine and It shouldn't affect me. It really shouldn't affect me. Like that uh, female personal trainer who was assigned to me, she was really sweet. She was really uh, encouraging. And in a way, she was a way better personal coach for me than that
1: guy. I don't know. I think we should definitely have one entire episode about fitness and our attempts at fitness in life, you know, hardly. or rather,
0: even our own self-image, our body image.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like that's a huge topic for,
0: uh, as part of the queer community, for us to discuss.
1: Oh my God! Do not even get me started. I experienced so <laughs> many things this like the last couple of weeks, and um, I don't know. I'm really confused. Like I, I got I got fem shamed, uh, for being too feminine. Then I've gotten fat shamed. I've gotten femme and fat shamed together because somebody called me, uh, uh, a fat woman. In my my very first reaction to being called a fat woman was that oh my god, dude, you really think that's an insult? Like, <laughs> you know, and tomorrow you can make anything an insult. Like, you know, hey, you are a, a lamppost and i don't know what that means or you're a stapler like you you can't just use random words as insults like there are women who who are a little fat and it's not really an insult I, sometimes it gets really hectic to be gay <laughs> i agree it's yeah. exhausting it's really exhausting and i think that brings us to uh, our show for the episode which is looking absolutely so if any of you have ever felt like uh, there should have been
0: a show which truly depicts life of gay people this show in my opinion has come the closest to that Uh, and so many of the things that they have shown in the uh, series I was really resonating with the show. I was really resonating with the experiences the characters were going through. So yeah, I think I think uh, you
1: also were feeling the same way, right? Yes, I was totally. And I, in fact, had stages. So for instance, when I first started watching it, I was in complete denial. And I, I said that everything that the show is talking about, all the narratives, all the backstories of the characters, they're probably only limited to cis male you know, says gay male people. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I identify as gender non-binary, never really identified as a boy. But at the same time, I felt like, oh my God, these stories are actually resonating with me. Uh, So the show is called Looking. It basically has uh, three main characters, Patrick, uh, Augustine and Dom. Patrick and Augustine used to be friends back in college and now they're roommates. And Augustine and Patrick once hooked up, but now they are very good friends. And the the, the three of them are, uh, you know, sharing a very close bond. And the show is primarily about the lives of these three openly gay men who are living and loving in modern day San Francisco. Uh, Patrick, who's the lead character, he's he's a video game designer in San Francisco. And um, the, the show starts with him going out on a date which goes completely bad. Uh, and the guy cans on him and everything. Like the guy literally like just leaves from the date and says that this isn't working out. But on his way back from this date, he meets this really uh, cute and, you know, amazing human being called Richie um, who becomes his love interest. And uh, the the second love interest Patrick has is his own boss called Kevin, who, you know, joins the show in probably the third episode or something. And he's British and he has a very, very attractive accent. Uh, So Patrick is, you know, basically juggling between these two. Uh, The other one is uh, Patrick's roommate called Augustine, who's an artist, uh, has a boyfriend called Frank, but he's not really doing very good in his art. Not doing very well in his relationship as well, um, and has a lot of issues with drugs. So, even he's kind of messed up. So, he's, you know, m- trying multiple things, including threesome and open relationships. Um, and the third main character is Dom, who's slightly old. Uh, let's just say he's in his 40s, but at the same time, he's planning to start his own restaurant and needs uh, financial support. Uh, has a very supporting fag hag roommate called doris um doris's story is also amazing i love the way her character is written i love the way she's performed her character especially uh, and the, the the show is uh about how you know patrick's character is shown as the most problematic Um uh, he's naive but at the same time he's you know looking for love and he's meeting various kind of people failing in some of them uh and uh like he and I was talking to Zeno about this
0: I don't want to call it a pro- problematic character uh, the beauty of this show was each of the characters had downsides and upsides you know every character was a great character yeah. like uh, there were negative shades to even Augustine's character for example or uh, Don's character yeah so uh, it was not just like only Patrick's character had some negative shades to it yeah and at the same time I hate to admit it, but even those negative characteristics of Patrick's character were something I was actually relating to. That's
1: my problem. That's exactly my problem. (laughs) And that's why I call them problematic because I saw all of them, you know, like being done by me as well, being practiced by me. But then I was, I think, talking to you and you said, you know what, Adi, you are a lot like Patrick. (laughs) And I was like bitch no (laughs) but yes yes i am patrick yeah so so that conversation has
0: happened even i feel like to a great extent i am also like patrick i a lot of times i am trying to uh, make decisions that are uh, better in terms of optics Uh, which is something uh, Patrick is also trying to do because his heart is wanting something and then he's making choices that he thinks his mom would approve, he thinks his sister would approve, those kind of things. So I feel like I also go through those kind of situations where I clearly want to do something different, but I would do something just to make sure uh, it's more... uh, Better for my optic. I, I really hate to admit this, but this is kind of like therapy for me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is an intervention where we are going to tell each other <laughs> yes. how Patrick's character was messed up and how we are messed up in the same way. <laughs> Fill your
1: heart because, okay, yeah. and this happens with every single content. Ginu asked me to watch for this podcast. And the first episode, initial five minutes, I was like, hmm, you know cis male stories again men taking all over the screen but then I was like wait okay I'm into it and you know I started watching episodes back to back realized I'm already done with season one I was in season two I watched the whole of season two and then I realized as a film as well and you know once I start watching things I immediately go on YouTube and I start looking for interviews and I start looking for snippets um And uh, that's when I found out that HBO uh, was never really a fan of this project and felt that the audience rating wasn't as good as they expected it. And after season two, they just thought to discontinue the show and probably give it a nice finale ending through a film, which became Looking the Film. I landed up watching all of it, season one, season two, and the movie. And I felt really, really messed up. Everything the characters do in the show, for instance... Uh, making bad decisions, bad relationship decisions as well, like you said, basis optics. And then, you know, like, recalculate their decisions and go back to their exes and go back to people they've said no and try to rekindle the connection. The, The show had such a weird impact on me. I kind of did that as well. I reached out to my exes on WhatsApp and the ones I couldn't reach out to, I kind of, like, Facebook stalked them and, uh, you know, got myself emotionally hurt. Um but the the ones We I, were on the
0: Patrick Spiral. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, I was in a Patrick Spiral. I think that's that's our thing. We should call this Patrick Spiral. I, I, I reached out to my exes on WhatsApp and the next morning I kind of regretted it. I was like, there was a reason why I was not planning to talk to this person one more thing
0: that uh patrick does which i uh while watching realized i have also been uh, like guilty of uh is like getting involved with two guys at the same time Ooh. you know uh like one uh guy you are just chatting with the other guy uh, you are probably meeting and hooking up with and then uh, you are kind of picking and choosing whom to be with for what reasons like both people are giving you different things uh, in that sense and um, I think I hate to admit it but I've been in such situations and now that I think about it it's you know uh, it's an awful thing to do to those other two people and probably I shouldn't do it. So, yeah, probably I'll try to be better going yeah. on. Like I said, this show was like an intervention for me. A lot of the things that Patrick does, I have done in the past and I was like, dude, I, this is really messed up. I shouldn't do this. Uh, also, one very important conversation this show has is about open relationships. And uh, I felt like uh, to some extent, the show has slightly villainized the concept of open relationship. Um I think it's up to everybody's personal preference. I mean, some people can actually make it work. I have uh, met a few couples who have actually made it work. Whereas, let's say, for me, maybe I wouldn't prefer it, but... Uh then the show has two examples of uh, open relationships and both of them, they have shown feeling. So that to me seemed like, okay, they are clearly picking a side and they're clearly showing a message, like this is something that may not work. Uh, so that was one uh, maybe downside to the show that I noticed um yeah apart from that like i said each character is very much grey uh, each character had their own flaws but then those flaws are what made those characters really special. Uh, like for example, Dom's character. Dom's character is somebody who used to be very ambitious, but now he has. Uh, he actually has his fortieth birthday during the season, and uh, now he has started feeling like he is reaching a point where he is technically considered old in gay terms, and <laughs> and now he has to prove to himself that he has still got it and he can still, you know, uh, build a career. And uh, all of those things are uh, honest reflection on the how uh, on how the community functions, and it pains me to say it. It
1: really pains me to say it. But we all do all these things. I mean, uh, this whole show kind of it, it was a, a, a fresh, uh, you know, look at queer content for me, especially because uh, I have majorly seen. Stories where young people are in high school and they're realizing about their sexuality and, you know, the whole coming out. But here we we were, you know, looking at stories of grown up, uh, adult, uh, openly gay men dealing with life. And you maybe it's because it's an HBO series. I saw a lot of similarities between Sex and the City you know, how there are four characters and they have their individual problems. All of these problems lead to sex somehow. And they just sit on, uh, you know, branches and they discuss it out. But at the same time, I felt that all the characters were written so honestly and in a very genuine manner uh, that... Uh, you know, th- there were moments when you know, so for instance, if Augustine has done something wrong or if Patrick has done something wrong, Augustine will never just blindly support him and say, you know, everything will be okay. Everything will be all right. He will call it out and he'll say, hey, you messed it up, you know, and th- yeah. th- th- they, they showed those kind of friendships as well. So all kinds of uh, gay adult things which happen in in, in a gay adult life were there you know so that was really interesting for me to see so one more very uh important topic this show touches upon is
0: HIV panic actually yes so there is one episode where uh a Patrick just goes into this frenzy because he thinks he has got the virus from uh Kevin and uh that whole scene is I have been through that I definitely have been, definitely through, that. Have been yes. through that yeah Yeah. Yeah. And when I was watching it, I was like, okay, so, uh, okay, this is not something that has happened only to me. This has clearly happened to more people. And when I was watching it, I felt it was so important for people to see a a piece of content like that.
1: Yeah true uh, yeah i definitely found this point very relatable also very interestingly uh, the person who's panicking is 29 turning 30 so you know it's not yeah. that only the young ones who are experiencing things for the first time and have made mistakes uh you know experience this kind of frenzy you can experience it and feel stupid about doing things at any age and it's absolutely okay and it's absolutely also okay to make mistakes. At least that's what I tell myself. And these feel so universal topics when you talk about it, you know? Like, this is happening
0: somewhere in San Francisco, whereas yeah. we are staying in Mumbai, yeah. which is thousands of miles away. Yeah. And we are also, you know, going through the same scenarios. So that was also a beauty of it. Okay, so overall, uh, what do you think was the message of this show? Because I feel like there were multiple messages as such, but what was your takeaway?
1: I think there were multiple messages for sure, but my takeaway was that never change yourself for someone else, or rather you know life tells you about what's right eventually you you will figure it out basically yeah what 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 about you what did you gather?
0: i gathered that it's okay to be messed up
1: <laughs> yes yeah and that's not
0: any kind of justification to any sort of bad behavior on my part in the past yeah. but what i mean by that is every person has some flaws and it it's okay to have those flaws and as, as long as you're ready to admit those and work on those i think It doesn't matter that you've had those flaws in the past. So, uh, that I felt was the biggest message of this show. Can I tell
1: you something, Jinu? I had a realization right now when you were talking about this. So, basically to in fact, close the circle what the show's creators did was, like, they started with Augustine's character being all messed up and the most messed up because he was dealing with his failing career and drugs Uh, and in the movie, like the, the the last leg of the whole you know series, it ended with Augustine getting married and being the most sorted person, you know, in yeah. in the whole show. That just also says that I feel that getting married is being sorted, but uh, <laughs> yes, yes, audience, that's that's what I feel. Um, right now, things might change later in life. But that was really interesting. And I think maybe that was the message of the show as well. That it's okay to be messy and things will get fine eventually. Absolutely. So would you give this show a binge or a booty? Definitely a binge. Please binge. It requires a lot of binging. Block time, block days and just binge it.
0: My opinion about the seasons, the first season and the second season is definitely a binge. But movie, I absolutely did not like. I, I would give a booty to, uh, to the movie. <laughs> I felt like, so the story that you just mentioned, now, nah, like yeah. HBO had cancelled the show. And then uh, fans actually started emailing and like rallying up to uh, HBO's all contact details uh, you know to get the show back on track yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then uh, HBO was like reluctantly they just decided to drop this movie but at the same time I feel like they just did it as a fan service so uh, if you see that storyline of the movie a lot of those story plots are literally just you know closures to whatever was happening in season 2 so they just gave you closures nothing else like Mm -hmm. there is no plot to the movie at all it's like everything that fans were expecting about everything the people were, you know, uh, people were writing fan fiction about <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah. They just like. Closed all those loops in the movie. That's about it. So, Mm -hmm. I was pretty disappointed by the movie. Uh, But yeah, the seasons are really good. Mm -hmm. Both the seasons are absolutely fabulous. Um, I think once you watch both the seasons, you would be curious enough to watch the movie as well. So, I don't think anybody would skip on the movie. But even if you do, I'm I'm literally telling you you're not going to miss on
1: much. Um, I wouldn't say I liked it. But I, I see where you're coming from. It was basically a closure. Every single chapter you know, was getting closed in the film. But would I give it a booty or a binge? I think I'll give it a booty. Maybe not a binge. So that's a wrap on this episode. Hope you guys liked our review and our um, opinion on the show Looking. Um, and if you want to hear more about uh, such queer TV shows and films, uh, follow us on Spotify or any other platform you like to listen your podcasts on. And we will have our episodes ready for you. Um, and in the meanwhile, stay safe and stay happy. Toodles. Bye.